0: Like you, I am always looking to add that extra touch to my visuals, and the complete VIBE LUT library has it all. Over 1000 LUTs, with 63 cinematic color and black and white looks to create powerful images. Why? Well, Because they are crafted specifically for your camera. Sony, Blackmagic, Canon, Red, Panasonic, Fuji, and so many more. Bring your cinematic visions to life and get noticed. Learn more at reidmpetro.com slash store. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Set Life Podcast. I'm Reed, and today we're talking about virtual cinematography and the future of filmmaking. So let's get right into it. Um, Epic's game engine, Unreal Engine 4, has been used to create photorealistic, real-time, dynamic digital productions and assets for film and television for quite a while now. Some examples of that include The Jungle Book, Bill Pope. They used a virtual camera to pre-vis most of the film in real-time, walking around the environments and scouting it out, compositing, dealing with um, digital assets to create shots, Uh, Another film that took a very similar approach Was The Lion King And that was uh, cinematographer Caleb Deschanel And that again dealt with Mostly a virtual environment I mean essentially an entirely Virtual environment But they were able to go in And with a game engine like Unreal In in real time they were able to walk around uh, Virtual reality Check out shots Set camera angles um, Scout you know have a director's viewfinder there So they'd be able to see what kind of What shots and what compositions That they would like And tweak lighting Tweak in the environment Move um, Different parts of the environment around to, to make it work for what they wanted And, and that is a, a You know They're using the digital VR space To create uh, This film virtual cinematography Uh, another example of this kind of strategy was in Solo Star Wars uh, Story which was shot by Greg Frazier and that was used mostly in previs and pre-production for uh, viewing digital assets and uh, backgrounds and and different items and environments to see you know is this going to work when it's composited with the live action footage, is this is this um, is the digital um, assets that the artists are making? Is this going to work for our production? So they can kind of get a better idea of of how it's going to look and feel in the actual film f- through VR through virtual uh, reality. And then the last big film, uh, The Mandalorian, that was shot by Baz Idol Iden and uh, Greg Frazier. And they used a different approach uh, to, you know, Epic's game engine, Unreal Engine. And they were able to, instead of green screen, actually take uh, screens and like digital screens and surround the set and in real time create 3D backgrounds that they would use to actually photograph. And and kind of have a final shot, um, uh, a pixel accurate um, representation of what that's going to look like in the final. So you know, hardly any actual green screen, but it's all in camera. So it gave the cinematographers extreme flexibility in terms of seeing exact framing that it's going to be, but also uh, using those screens to actually light the subject. So dynamic lighting in terms of you know, not having to match with additional sources to the from the virtual world to the to the actual physical world, they'd be able to you know enhance that and uh, bring that out from these screens and actually light them uh, via the environment. So super cool technique there. Uh, you know, some of the big news though is that Epic just unveiled their new engine, uh, Unreal Engine Five. Um, with some really key features, I think, for cinematographers and, and virtual productions overall. One thing is that it does real-time dynamic bounce lighting, which has been traditionally extremely uh, time-consuming and CPU-intensive for a computer to do um, any kind of bounce-type lighting that's not baked in. And, and what we mean by baked in is that it's rendered pre um, pre the the real time uh, camera work or or shooting the second thing is that you they're now implementing photorealistic objects uh, scans and textures with hundreds of billions of polygons in real time um, that's doable in uh, you know, I'm, I'm assuming with a pretty beefy computer but I mean, beyond that they're using animation quality assets so something you'd see in um cinematics for video games or pixar or cg elements that would go in um cg heavy films like the avengers or something like that and they can actually use those exact same assets in this game engine in real time by doing some pretty heavy compression type algorithms to actually uh you know use that and and view it in real time which is pretty insane because you then have these insanely high quality assets that are for viewing in real time so you can think of the possibilities in terms of of actual virtual cinematography uh, doing shooting a movie in real time in virtual space uh, is, is pretty awesome so Let's get into why this matters for us as cinematographers and filmmakers, right? So, I think there are four things. First is that you can completely control the lighting. Uh, you have complete control of the time of day, the quality of the l- the quality of the light. And uh, in terms of the Mandalorian, you had these really cool uh, dynamic reflections that would show up in uh, vehicles, metals, uh, hair, um, glasses, any kind of surface that's got a pretty reflective nature to it. You actually get all of the virtual assets reflecting off of it. So that's not you don't have to do that. You know, with a green screen, you wouldn't get any of that. And that would be an entire process that VFX would go through to do that. But with something like The Mandalorian and having those 3D assets play in real time behind them on a screen, you get all those reflections in it. So that is incredibly awesome and in terms of um, something like the Lion King that's completely virtual then they would have obviously complete control of everything in the lighting and the time of day and and how cool is that to have something like a sunset or just the perfect light for 10 hours in a day or or for a whole week if you wanted, it right uh, just having that flexibility and that consistency and that control is just really really cool um, for cinematographers The next thing is that you would have complete control of composition So that means that anything that's in the virtual space You could move, you can manipulate, you could take out Think of, uh, you know, the Mandalorian if they're, if they're framing up a shot And they've got the close-up And they're in this angle But they just want, you know There's a mountain peak in the background That's kind of sticking out weird They could easily manipulate that peak to, you know, move it or move the entire environment and and just having that control over exactly what's in the frame uh, that's, um, you know, it's just completely, it just opens up a lot of um, control that you wouldn't have necessarily on a location shoot or that would take more time and, and energy to kind of create. Third thing is that you can change locations almost immediately almost instantaneously so you can think of say the Mandalorian again right so you come back to it you could be shooting in a desert scene for the morning and then come back to shoot a night interior uh in the in the afternoon right so it's like crazy how you could shoot in almost any different situations locations um changing up art in the foreground and then matching it with the background and, and you can get you can be very efficient and, and quick with all that. And then the fourth thing I would say is kind of what the developments with the coronavirus is that it's it's perfect for smaller crews, and it's uh, you're in a contained set. So if you think you know doing a completely virtual um, set, all it is is just uh, you and your collaborators in virtual reality in a room, right? And, uh, you know, if you're thinking of something like The Mandalorian, you're shooting almost the entire season in a studio with this kind of LED, you know, light screen uh, uh, setup. And so you're not on location as much and you don't need to be. And so this could be something that producers are gonna, you know, heavily rely on for um, just san- uh, sanitation, right, and safety on set. And so having a contained set like uh, virtual shooting and, and something like they do in The Mandalorian is is might become more common with with uh, COVID nineteen. So that is it for today's. Lot of ranting, um, a lot of ranting, a lot of overview of this. Uh, maybe I'll do a couple other uh, episodes that go into some more detail with this stuff. But I think that virtual cinematography is going to be a huge thing. Um, there are people like Matt Workman who are already doing this kind of stuff. And um, I think it's only going to get more... Um, <sighs> It's going to get more prevalent as as time goes on and as technology with real-time rendering only improves, right? The computers get faster and everything. So that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, uh, be sure to f- share it with friends, anyone who you think um, might benefit from this. Uh, leaving a review or rating always helps on whatever platform that you're listening to. And again, Thank you so much. Stay safe. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Have questions? Email the set life Podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get this podcast.